Welcome back, everyone. Happy Friday afternoon. Welcome back to the Gathering Movement interview series. Thank you so much, Kristen, for being here today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Bridget. This is exciting. And I love the topic that you picked to talk about. I always let everyone pick their own topic and pick their own title. And you chose yours as mental health meets spirituality. So first question is, why did you pick that? so that that feels like the core of what I do and so I'm a therapist I work in mental health counseling and spirituality changed my life just like mental health counseling changed my life and my own relationship to myself my own relationship to the universe so I love this idea about like where does spirituality come into mental health can the two coexist and for me they absolutely coexist and so yeah, I wanted to talk about it. Cool, cool. Um, I love that. And like, in my opinion, I definitely see the merger. And I think that people like you who are in the therapy profession, if they can start to integrate some of these practices and just these understandings of life, it can really probably help your clients um, on their own journey. So I love to ask people how your work in the world empowers people to be the leader of their life. I think so much of what people do when they come to therapy is they they choose themselves. And a lot of people think like, or ask me like, oh my gosh, how do you do what you do? It, it's gotta be so sad or it's truly so inspiring seeing people continue to show up for themselves every single week. And I mean, there are so many situations there's so many things that are unfair and unjust and people continue to show up for themselves regardless. And, and like holding space for someone like that is, is really an honor. And it's something I'm so blessed to be able to do and grateful to be able to do something I don't take lightly, something that inspires me every single time I get to work and reminding people of that, of like, you're, you're choosing you every time you, you do this. You're choosing to be vulnerable. You're choosing to be authentic. And to me, that's like, that's spiritual. Mm. Letting someone else see you, all of you, uh, that is like really what is spiritual to me. Like con connection, authentic, vulnerable connection. And people are so powerful. And it feels powerful getting to even be part of that. Yeah, I like how you said it's an honor to watch people show up for themselves week after week um, in a world that doesn't always have rainbows and daisies everywhere. And you are talking and having conversations with people who aren't always having rainbows and daisies. And many of the time they are going through really challenging things. So to see these people show up week after week, moment after moment um, for themselves, like what a gift that you really give them. It's, it's a gift that, that they give themselves. And it is, I mean, I do my own work. I do this too. I, I've been in therapy for, I mean, at least five years of my life, like on and off most, at least for study. And, and I mean, it's the most, it's one of the most self-loving things that I do for myself and self-love is spiritual to me. And 
people coming every single week, being willing to want to grow, being willing to want to be seen, being willing to lower their guard and put their ego aside and be like, this hurts, this hurts. And it's so beautiful and it's so empowering. And I think a huge part of like what compassion is, is like, cause that's, you know, compassion is like the core of who I am. I, I can't think of Kristen when I can't, without it, it's, it's what I do. And I think a huge part of like compassion it's also like accountability. It's people willing to be like, you know, I've, I, I, this hurts about me. Like I'm not perfect. I am messy. My story's messy. And, and I, t and I want to grow. I want to be, I want to remember more of what I really am. I want to unlearn self-hatred, unlearn hatred. And yeah, so I, I think that this, even this question of like, what is spirituality? Like when it comes to mental health, it probably, even the word is probably vague and people may have a different idea of what spirituality looks like. And it can look different for all of us. Like we can, like, and I think that's a big part of what I do also is like helping people reflect on like, what, what is your relationship to yourself? And what is your relationship with other humans? And what is your relationship with the universe? What is your relationship with being alive? And those are all things I had to rediscover. Those are all things I've had to continue to work on, continue to rediscover within myself so I can be here, so I can like being here, so I can want to be here, so I can love being here. Mm. Oh, isn't it so beautiful when we can have our own challenges and our own struggles, but remind ourselves first that there is hope within every experience. And then in your case and in my case, we go out in the world and we inspire people to still love themselves regardless of all the shit, of all the challenges, of all the darkness, because it is there, but there's so much more to all these people, so much more. From hatred just like breeds more hatred and it is so poisonous. And there's a lot of things that like we do ourselves or like things we aren't proud of, things we see in others and we can turn toward hate. And it is, I mean, what can grow there? What can really grow there? What can change there? <sighs> Not much. Not much, yeah. That's for sure. Although I do, and I know that we've had this conversation before, um, you know, this human experience is about experiencing it all. So like, it's okay if we experience self-hatred. It's okay if we are pissed off at the world. It is okay to have all those experiences, have all those feelings, because if we didn't have those, we wouldn't have the polar piece of love, abundance, joy, bliss. We wouldn't understand. That's so beautiful, Bridget. I mean, absolutely. Like that is what makes being a human also so magical is like, I get to feel. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes like numbness or the idea of not feeling like what a painful place to be and helping people like return to wanting to feel like, oh, it hurts. Everything hurts and leaning into emotions and seeing them like they are temporary. They are visitors. Detachment from your emotions, detachment from your thoughts. I am me at my core i'm the universe at my core i help people discover what are you at your core but for me like i know i'm the universe at my core i experience emotions i experience thoughts and i and i'm grateful that i'm able to feel and that used to be something i was not proud of like 
used to be something of, oh my gosh, I used to not like being called sensitive. I used mm -hmm. to think that was something to be ashamed of. And now I think of sensitivity as like my superpower. Like I'm, this is part of who I am. I, I'm proud to be an empath. I'm proud to do the work that I do. And I want other people to be proud of that too. Like mm -hmm. this is something to be ashamed of. This is, what is a beautiful, what is more beautiful than being connected to other humans and being connected to yourself and being connected to the universe? Preach. Um, where did you find your passion for wanting to even be a therapist? You know, what is your what is your story? I've wanted to do this since I was I want to say thirteen. It's been a long time, and so I had a spinal surgery when I was twelve years old, <clears throat> and it was basically my whole spine had to be fused with titanium and that was after wearing a back brace for four years of my life and I had to learn to walk again to run again to go upstairs again I had to I had to rediscover as like a child really my relationship with my body my relationship with being alive my relationship with chronic pain things that I just didn't understand and things that really no one helped me understand at the time because I didn't know anyone that understood anything like this. And and I and I was so, so sad. I had serious like symptoms of trauma, serious symptoms of depression and anxiety and self-hatred and shame. And I was there for a while. And and I turned towards such like unhealthy coping skills and and beliefless, thinking like without any spirituality of like what is the point of this you know grasping at straws for what what is the point of this why is this happening to me and I found my way to therapy actually my sister brought me to therapy and she went with me to the first appointment and it is not it is not short to say that like going to therapy saved my life to be honest and and I learned about I learned about pain and I learned about emotions and I learned that there was nothing wrong with having them. And I discovered my relationship with me. And I first started liking myself. Like it started, it started there. And now I love myself, really. So I remember that and I remember being like, this is what I wanna do. I remember sitting in her room and she had these like lavender walls and this little Buddha and this waterfall and being That's like, so you. you get paid to do this? Are you serious? Yeah, I remember being like, this, this is it. Like, this is it for me. This is, I, and yeah, she, that was remarkable. And so I've, I've, being in therapy is part of what I do. Loving myself is part of what I do. Like, this isn't just <clears throat> something I talk about. This is something that saved my life. And I continue to practice every single day. I practice loving myself. I practice showing up for myself different. I reflect on my re relationship with the universe. I work with you. I work with my own spirituality. I work, I connect with other humans in circles. And, and you know, this stuff is genuinely important to me. Yeah. Well, I can just feel it from your words and, and knowing you personally too. You are really the embodiment of like what it means to be a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I admire your, your practice and your dedication to this because I know this means the world to you and I know you're an incredible therapist. You just are. Thank you, Bridget. That's so, that's so sweet. That's beautiful. It's interesting as I think about like therapy and 
it's like, why do some people feel, we don't get a, a how to live manual. We really don't. So as humans, we have no idea what we're doing. We really don't. Most of us aren't taught how to work with our emotions. No. Most of us aren't taught how to move through challenges in our lives. Most of us aren't taught what to do after trauma. And I think it's so valuable to have support. And I know for me personally, after my aunt passed, I was like, I need to have support right now. Like I need, I need it. Um, so how do you see like your peace in the world? And why do you think that some people don't reach out for support? I'm sorry about your aunt. Um, it's it's funny because I mean this is an example of like where our work crosses over and it's more similar than dissimilar and that's the funny thing about it and I like that you brought up grief because I think grief work is such a huge part of what I do and it's probably a huge part of what you do because it's all about relationship with existence and relationship with life I wish that this was what I do was more like destigmatized, less shameful. It sucks that that this is something. I mean, that's another reason I'm here doing this right now. It's like I don't want people to be ashamed. This is not something to be ashamed of. This is human. This is part of being a human. And and I think a lot of reasons people don't reach out. And trust me, I have people in my life I would I wish, I wish would 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 do this. Um, but again, it takes real vulnerability and that's what makes therapy so brave to me is like you're willing to let another person see you fully you're willing to acknowledge the things you're not proud of you're willing to look in a mirror and a lot of people aren't ready to look in that mirror and a lot of times it's a lot easier to point fingers of like this person sucks this is rather than look in the mirror and a lot of people aren't ready I mean I see people all the time that'll do anything to not feel and anything to not look inward. And, you know, I love them and I wish that, I hope, I hope that they find their way. It's interesting because my first experience with the word therapy, my mom was in a very serious bike accident when I was eight or nine years old. Um, and she broke her spinal cord and was in rehab for about six or seven months. Oh my gosh. And of course, they wanted my brother and sister and I to go to a therapist. And I was so resistant. I was like, no, I don't want to talk to anyone. I didn't understand. You know, at that age, you just, it's so hard to understand it. And now looking back, I, I'm grateful that I had that experience of like resistance to it. Because now my experience is so like welcoming of support like this. And again, it's like this polarity of the two pieces, resistance and then expansion. It's so human, it's so human. And I mean, this thing, th this is scary. And it's also like, how do I know what my therapist is gonna be like? I hear horror stories about some terrible therapists and, or I, maybe people aren't even vibing with the things I'm saying. And like, that's okay too. Like you need, you can find a therapist that, that works for you. And that's totally, totally okay. And it is, it, it, we do have to come to terms with wanting help for ourselves. And that is a hard thing to accept. It's like a loved one, a family member, a friend, when you want someone to get help and you can't, mm -hmm. there's a part of us that has to be like, yeah, okay. 
I can't keep doing this anymore this way. And I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to be open to trying something new. And what a beautiful, what a beautiful, the door that is for me on the other end to be like, come through, like I'm mm-hmm. here. And, and yeah, it's, it's totally human. If people have felt scared about going to therapy, please know how normal that is and how common that is. And it is okay. And you have, you can, you can browse and see who you who you vibe with and who feels good to you. And maybe you would like having spirituality in your sessions. Maybe that's not something that you would like. And that's okay too. There's there's so many different styles. And this just happens to be my style. And and I hope everyone, you know, finds their way there in a way that feels in a way that feels right to them. Hmm. I I really appreciate that you you talk about this like bravery and vulnerability and courage piece of this because you're right. It's scary to have the awareness that says, wow, I I would really appreciate help right now. I'd really appreciate support. Like life is not easy right now. And I mean, that's such a beautiful first step to say like, wow, I'm open. And you acknowledge that bravery of like, wow, you can, you can do this. It's possible for you. So true. Yeah. I mean, I see, I see people show up for themselves despite tragedy, like baseless tragedy. And trauma is an interesting thing. And, you know, something you never really wish upon anyone, no matter what. And I see people, I see people show up for themselves in spite of trauma, not because something happened to them. They choose to show up for themselves in spite of trauma and a spiritual part of that is like creating meaning, allowing someone and freedom to create their own meaning. Don't let anyone, you know, create meanings for you. Like this is people, people are strong and people are brave. And, and I'm so, so grateful to be able to guide people into creating meaning people that are so brave to continue to show up in spite of, in spite of a lot. A big, big lot. I love our conversations. They're always just like so beautiful. Um, I I love to think just like big picture, global, worldly. It's just like where my mind goes. So in your opinion, what would the world look like if more people were in touch with their own bravery? They were in touch with their own trauma. They were in touch with their own emotions. You know, what would this world look like in your opinion? A lot more loving. A lot more loving. And it's kind of amazing how like in 2020, I mean, it's been an unspeakable time for most people I know. And a lot of people have turned toward like telehealth and toward therapy. And a lot of people have turned toward meditation and learning how to sit with themselves and how beautiful, how beautiful and how inspiring. And the more people that do this, like break generational cycles of trauma and we heal it within ourselves and then we don't pass it on. And that's why it's so hard. And that's why it's so heavy because it's a lot. And what a beautiful world we would create if we all continued to do this. And it would look like love. It would look like every single person matter, like knowing they matter. Every single person would know, would know that they have inherent worth simply because they exist. 
I do think it's happening. I really do slowly but surely and yes this year has or this past year has proved to be very challenging and if you think about what's happened it it caused people to sit with the unknown of not knowing what the world was going to look like not knowing and that's really the biggest fear for so many people this unknown space but as you said meditation or just support so that you can actually sit with those feelings because when you sit with that discomfort there is something in you that actually opens up. So true. And like, what about like the unknown? It is, I mean, it, it breeds anxiety. Like that people, the things our mind can't conceptualize is such a, a difficult thing. And I think we have to create our own meaning and discover our own relationship with. And like, as you're talking about grief before, like briefly, like a lot of another area I see and like bring spirituality into this is your relationship with being alive and also honestly acknowledging that we're mortal. And I know that seems grim, but when we turn toward the fact that we are mortal and we will die at some point, it can help us appreciate being alive right now and and that's an unknown that people don't like to think about an unknown that people don't want to talk about and the huge like you mentioned like the big healing that comes from when we do when we do talk about like talk about death when we talk about loss when we talk about attachment when we talk about life what is being alive and and discovering a new relationship with it I love this conversation and what came to me after my aunt passed was like this ability to dance with death because although the physical body, you know, is, is done, I believe in something outside of that, but even more, it allows you really to look at life. Cause again, it's this polarity, you have death and you have life and how much more willing would we be to actually live our lives if we could co confront that we will die. Exactly. Everyone's going to die. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. And a lot of times people believe that suffering is permanent. I'm always going to feel this bad. I'm always going to be in pain. This Everything is changing all the time. Emotions are temporary. I'm helping support someone during that. I mean, it's important. It's important. It's And helping anyone see like, this is temporary. Like, let's be here. Let's Let's explore being here right now. And even looking like Another thing that's spiritual to me is like my relationship with nature and my relationship with the planet and looking toward the seasons, just like, you know, just like you. And the seasons are always changing. Winter is about death. Spring is about rebirth. Hmm. Oh, yes. Who um, or like what book has been or teacher has been really inspiring for you on your journey? The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle has been, is the book. Like that's, that's the book. And um, I mean, <clears throat> in the beginning of the book, when he talks about when he was closest to wanting to die is when he awakened, however you want to, you know, term that. I mean, that's so true for me. My relationship with death, my relationship with life, that's, it's, 
it's so much of what I do. And from being in a place where I've been so traumatized, thought about death so often, that is really where I had to create new healing from and learn to create new healing from. And that book is, is beautiful and authentic and also helped me to detach from my thoughts and to be present in this life, to want to be present. And that bleeds over into mental health because so much of mental health is bringing mindfulness into the space of being in the moment, being alive, breathing, just like you do. <laughs> I love it. And what a good reminder. That's such a, that's such a good book. And I remember reading it and I, does he include meditations in it? I forget. I don't, I don't think so. I don't even think so, but I remember reading it on a porch and I had like almost, uh, I had almost this like awakening moment where I was really observing my body. Like it was this observer perspective that I'd never had before beyond um, maybe in a yoga class, but his, his work and his message was just so powerful. It really, it really is. There's a lot of like little pauses that he puts in there for you to, and practicing observing and yeah, it did the same thing for me. Like I became, I, I was able to first become an observer of my thoughts and detach from not everything I think is true. Wow. For example, like the beliefs of I don't matter, the belief of uh, I'm unlovable, the belief of I'm worthless. None of these things are facts at all. And if I believe that those thoughts are me, how much pain I'm going to be in. Mm. And so much of therapy is challenging beliefs that are harmful to self and harmful to others. And those are. Mm. And helping to detach from your beliefs and realizing like, we, we can recreate this. We can recreate, we can unlearn beliefs that do not serve us, that do not benefit us, do not benefit others. And we can foster new belief systems that are loving, that are based in compassion and based in love. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, some final words of wisdom from you for anyone who's listening who maybe is struggling with something right now. Maybe they are feeling emotions of grief, of loss, of anger, of frustration. What is your message or reminder for them? You have survived every single day of your life so far, which shows how powerful you are. This is temporary your emotions and your pain is temporary, there is, there is room for change. And you are love, you matter. You matter because you exist. You, your worth is not defined by what you do. Your worth is inherent and, and we need you, we need you here. And don't give up, don't give up. And help is nothing to be ashamed of. Help is nothing to be ashamed of. And mental health is nothing to be ashamed of. Depression, anxiety, nothing. Not, this is nothing to be ashamed of. This is human. And so many people suffer in silence and we are done. We are done suffering in silence. We are done hiding parts of us that are messy to make other people feel comfortable. We're not doing it anymore. Mic drop. Mic drop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. I just want to thank you because this has been one of my favorite conversations ever. I, I just so appreciate the depth that we are able to go to. And I just know that everyone who's been here today and who's received your message and just your energy, your presence is very, very powerful. So just thank you. Thank you so much, Kristen. 
Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Working with you is the absolute best. Bridget is amazing. Thank you so much for even holding the space and inviting me. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. And thank you so much for everyone who's just been sharing and receiving and um, so supportive of this journey. My goal is really to continue to interview people who have and find meaning in the world through their own stories, through their own mission, through their own struggles. Um, so we are continuing. We have four interviews next week and I'm just, I'm so blessed to, to, to hold this space. I'm so, so grateful. You're amazing. This is amazing. Uh, love you and thank you so much everyone. Have the most beautiful weekend ever. Thank you.